Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Stop. Hammer time. My name is Phil Whelans, and uh, joining me this week, as always, are Jim Grant. Good evening. And uh, it's great to have him back. He is uh, one of the head honchos of uh, Knees Up Mother Brown, KUMB, as you can call it, uh, or just K, as I can call it, because I'm on first letter terms with it. It is a wonderful uh, resource for discussion, all the news and uh, views and uh, GNU's. Uh, and John Carews of West Ham. Uh, and you should visit it immediately. It is KUMB.com, I think. Uh, it is Gordon Thrower. Good evening. Hi, Gordon. How are you? Yeah, not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. Um, <laughs> now we haven't done... It has been a while, yes. Uh, we haven't done... It's been a while since we've actually done one of these. We haven't done one for a fortnight, which means we have three games of football to talk about. Uh, two times Leeds and one time Norwich. Uh, of course, uh, Leeds won at the weekend. And uh, they needed that win. The win was a welcome one for the Yorkshiremen, whose squad is hugely depleted through injuries and illnesses at the moment and who are hoping to strengthen during the transfer window. Top of their list is Bolivian striker Enzo Machetti, whose uh, hair has a natural bounce and shine and is usually worn in pigtails or in a beehive, like Amy Winehouse. But Marcelo Bielsa's biggest headache is the absence of Calvin Phillips. Optostats show that the England star's hair is often braided into sections on top with the braids tied in two hair ties towards the back of the head. He's unique, said Bielsa, who is said to be tracking Alaskan defensive midfielder Desk Henchman, whose hair can be sculpted into the shape of a cathedral or left natural so that he looks like Cousin It and the referee can't see his number or who he is. The club is said to be cash-strapped after investing in new state-of-the-art perming equipment and a £16 million walk-in hairdryer, a bit like you got in a car wash. The club is also under investigation from the EFA after it was discovered that instead of water, bottles of conditioner were being thrown onto the pitch during home games. When asked to comment, a club spokesman said, are you going anywhere nice on your holidays this year? (laughs) Marcelo Bielsa uh, told journalists, it's just how modern football is. I mean, look at me. I'm a big stupid idiot. A big fat stupid idiot. Moments later, he was seen arguing violently with his translator. Uh, That's, uh, yes, so... um, uh, West Yorkshire Academy of Hairdressing uh, lost yeah. to us and, and then beat us uh, in two quite contrasting games. Um, uh, the first one uh, was, was a fairly comfortable win. I only saw that one on TV, didn't go to it live, but uh, seemed sort of um, a, a fairly comfortable win. You know, we scored two. It, yeah, I think it was. I think it was... Um, you know, quite quite uh, a, a controlled, comfortable performance. To be honest, even though the um, uh, the sort of second goal came late, didn't it? But but um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 they had a couple of spells leads in that, and they had quite a lot of the ball, but mm. um, they were far less penetrative and effective um, than they were on uh, um, 
on the game on, uh, on Sunday. Sunday. So, Sunday. Um, yeah. Gordon, did you go to that one? Yeah, I went to both, actually. Yeah. And, um, sorry, in keeping with your introduction, I'd say that their performance last Sunday was uh, head and shoulders above oh, what they put in. Oh, nice. <laughs> Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, Very good. Well, get me coat. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I mean, we, we, we say we say the first one was comfortable, um, but it was. 1-0 for a hell of a long while. And they yeah. got a couple of very, very clear-cut chances that um, uh, another day would have seen us, um, uh, yeah, seen them equalise. Yeah, um, yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't quite as, as clear-cut. I mean, 2-0 makes it look a little bit more comfortable, I think. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah. Especially if it was at the end, the sort of breakaway goal where they were sending the goalkeeper up and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, but um, yeah, but that said, and and all um, punning apart, it, it was a much better performance by Leeds last weekend. Uh, I mean, I think that you know, again, the Norwich performance wasn't. You know, we're, we're, we're there, yeah. there are a lot of games in our sort of um, you know fifty percent win ratio uh, sort of history now that are not um, not you know runaway wins playing champagne football but I think that the you know I think uh, there's a lot of chatty wins from Liverpool and Manchester City they're they're just you know those I think when you are a team that is sort of you know high in the table and hoping to sort of stay there um you whether it's you know whether it's nature nurture you 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 sort of win ugly um Grind out the odd one here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we, 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 under David Moyes, we, we do do a lot of those sort of performances that we sort of, they, they feel like somehow we got away with a win. But when, you know, when you put three of those in a row, you kind of go, well, are we getting away with it? Or are we, in fact, you know, winning football by winning? Yeah. Uh, I just... mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I take, generally, I take your point and that, uh, but I, I wouldn't have said, particularly the Norwich, I don't think, I think the Cup game as well. I wouldn't have said they were one. Uh, I don't think they were won the ugly. I think that, that there was, you know, I definitely. A no, case no. That I mean, we, I'm using ugly we were, in that we're not. Yeah. We're not sort of creaming them five nil no, playing champagne exactly. football. They're, no. they're, you know, we are getting past teams. Is what I mean. I don't mean yeah. winning ugly by fouling players. And no, 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 no. of course I don't. Of course, yeah. that's not what I mean. Um, yeah. No, I thought. I thought. I, you know, in the end, there was there was a lack of intensity in that Norwich game, but. Again, I thought it was kind of controlled. They did, you know, Fabianski had to make a great save, but you know, um, Came out in the, blue, the end, you felt we had we had stuff in the tank. I felt it was probably, I think it was true in both games. I agree, they did have a couple of chances where the ball fizzed across the goal in the cup game, uh, and, mm. and people didn't quite get hold of it. But we defended actually, we defended those moments quite quite well. Um, yes, um, Diop, I'm sure we'll come on to talk about Diop and the yes, we'll bench come on generally. To um, but he had a, a, a decent second half in that in that cup game, I thought. Mm. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's Leeds were of a different order of of, of, of intensity in, uh, in the Sunday's game. They yes. really upped it, and also tactically, uh, I'm not exact. I'm not an expert. I'm necessarily able to pin down exactly how they changed up, but they certainly stopped us getting forward down down the sides. I mean, I, um, it's very interesting to look at you know, um, Sufal and, and, and where he was, his sort of average position. It, it, mm. They basically pegged Cresswell and Sufal back um, and that that uh, limits our play. We we were much less effective down the right-hand side on Sunday with both yes, we were. Sufal than we normally are. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the... the, the um, uh, yeah, let's, yes, maybe let's try and sort of bracket the two Leeds games together. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, we, yeah. In fact, um, for the first uh, 25 minutes uh, of the game, uh, I mean, he had, he had an attempt, obviously, but Bowen was relatively quiet. He couldn't really get on the ball. And I think that was a sort of testament to their pressure. Um, but uh, I mean, good goals. It, this, um, these are uh, three games in eight days, and again, we'll come on to that. We'll put that in our back pocket to come on with for a minute because it featured, you know, quite heavily in David Moyes' post-match yeah. interviews after Sunday. But um, one thing that was encouraging about uh, all three of the, those games, uh, Sunday's defeat included, was um, very nice goals. Two in mm. each game. 
you know, both really, you know, really good goals uh, um, in that cup game. We had the sort of strange goal where they were calling for an offside uh, um, against Bowen, if you you remember. Lanzini ends up scoring. But uh, Mm. it's, you know, I think think it's perfectly acceptable that it was given because the keeper has his eyes on the ball and on Vlasic. The duel is between those two. Bowen runs across them. And the goalkeeper's eyes don't even move from the ball and from Vlasic's foot, which is very close to him at that point. And I don't think uh, they, obviously, because of his proximity to the keeper, could argue that Bowen had something to do with it. But he literally just more or less jumps over the keeper because I think the last he realises he can't, you know, he's not going to get it without booting the keeper in the face. So he just practically jumps over him or just runs between them and the goalkeeper doesn't his eyes don't move from the ball and I don't mm. think that I don't really think there's there's if Bowen hadn't been there you know uh that ball would have popped up anyway to Lanzini had it um, been given though you could have seen why I think um yeah, yeah it, it's it, yeah I don't think we could have complained had it been given let's put it I, that way but I, I expected it to be ruled out actually yeah, when I saw yeah. it I thought oh they're gonna rule it and they took a long time over it yeah well. yeah yeah it's um, very surprising uh that yeah. that normally means they are doesn't it when it, yeah you know when there's a um they are telling the goalkeeper, uh, sorry, telling the referee, goalkeeper, they're telling the referee that they want the referee to change their decision, especially if they go and look at a pitch side monitor. They, you know, they are saying, we think you're wrong. You know, yeah. they claim that it's, it's just advisory, but, uh, you know, a bit like the Brexit vote, they often act on it. I wonder if they would have gone on, had they decided to, to review the, the foul on, I thought Vlasic was being fouled in the build-up. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of that happened first. I thought he got fouled, which yeah, the first yeah. thought was um, you know th- that's a penalty before we get that far. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, you know, how far would you have gone back in that sequence? You'd have yes. said, well, maybe Bones offside. However, just before that, Vlasic is fouled. So we'll yeah. have in the back of the net. We'll give the first offence, which was the penalty. We'll give a penalty. Mm. Um, which may have been a, a way of getting everybody um, on the official side off the hook because they... Yeah, yeah. But but in the end of the day, it was, I guess, um, everything considered, it was just probably just easier, easiest to give the goal. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Um, in a way, there's, those are two instances, both in the Leeds, Leeds games, of VR, they are working kind of in an effective way, especially with the Bowen... Uh, the second goal, Bowen's goal in the uh, game at the weekend, the league fixture, because, um, you know, it was a simple sort of, it was a really tight decision and the refer- and the linesman felt he saw Bowen offside. And in fact, the review showed that he was level. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, quite, I, I, quite easily level. And, and in I'm, fact, le- level in the way that, you know, they're saying they want to give strikers the benefit of the doubt in those situations. And that's, you know, not that Bowen needed any favours from anyone, but they were level. They were just level, you know. I mean, that's kind of, I'm not exactly level with where Bowen was. So where I sit is on the the West Stand and I'm about um, level with about five yards outside the box. But yeah, that was obviously my end, if you like. And yeah. um, and my first thought when the ball went in, I thought he looked offside. But obviously, I'm not level with the player who's playing him on. And well, it's a, I'd have had a better yeah. Of it. It's um, that it's it's what happens sometimes when you're trying to spring the offside trap. Is that yeah. uh, the defender's kind of weight is going one direction, and Bowen's impetus is going the other direction. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Bowen yeah. is in front of the defender because the de- it's the defender's back leg that's playing yeah. Bowen yeah. on yeah. side. Yeah. Because, and it's because he's leaning forward. Mm-hmm. He's leaning, you know, towards our goal and Bowen is kind of leaning because he's running towards yeah. their goal. So, so it I mean, and again, like, as I say, without, without being level with it, then obviously um, viewing it live, I've not really got a proper perspective on um, where, where Bowen is in relation to the player, but obviously the cameras do have that, yeah, uh, yeah, have yeah. That in their armory, and, and you know, okay, it worked this time. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, those kind of decisions. Um, I, I think you know, 
you know, as much as I really hate seeing the game sort of stopped for long periods while VAR looks at something, um, it, it's quite a skill springing the offside trap. And sometimes, you know, when that... Uh, Oh, I've forgotten his name. That lone player uh, that we had who used to play for Arsenal um, sprung the offside trap um, against Leicester a few years ago. And we ended up drawing that game instead of winning it. Uh, and it was clearly miles on side. Uh, but yeah. he had his, you know, it sort of looked to the linesman that he wasn't because, again, a, you know, a Leicester defender is running out and he's running past them. What was that guy's name? He used to play for Arsenal. Um, try to think of his name. Um... Sanchez. It was the sort of end of, was he the end of... Um... It was towards the end of the season. Funny enough, we were talking about this that particular game um, only the other day. It was the game mm. where uh, my, my little brother, Jeff, who some people may have met, um, mm. met up with Alvin Martin and was discussing that oh, right. very yeah, position. Yeah. Um, and um, as I was saying to Jim, um, just for those who don't know, my youngest brother, Jeff, is um, he has Down syndrome. Mm. And um, I, entered, yeah, we were waiting to get the lift um, d- down to the press room, and um, Alvin was was queuing up there. So I told Jeff Alvin had won the cup with us, and introduced Jeff to Alvin. And Alvin was absolutely top top man. He was talking yeah, great. about the offside decision, terrific, like man. you and I are talking about it now. There was no sort of condescension, yeah, yeah, uh, or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we were talking about that decision. Was it Sanchez? The, the um, no, no, yeah, that, was, that was a midfielder called Sanchez that we had, wasn't um, it? He used to play for Arsenal. I mean, it's, uh, what's his name? I mean, it's just, and I think, is it in the, the end of the billet season under, under Moyes um, or possibly the Pellegrini season? Uh, this is mad. I just can't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> it's one, it's, it's one, like he sort of had it. He, like he had his Christian name on the back of his shirt. You know, yeah. like a lot of sort of South American players do. I think he might have been South American. Um, people didn't like him because he didn't score. I thought he was quite good. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> if you have the answer to this, please send it on a postcard. <laughs> Stop Hammer Time, West Yorkshire Academy of Hairdressing, Leeds, <laughs> LB two. <laughs> Perez, yes, uh, Perez? yes, yeah, Perez. Perez I think. Yeah, Perez. yeah, yeah. No, just, well done. Just, well I, done. I, I won't claim insight. I just um, had a quick look on the phone. Lucas so, Perez, yeah, yeah, yeah Lucas, Lucas Perez, who did in fact score in had... that game. Um, right, yeah, yeah, so, uh, as well. So there we go. We would have got a handful. We, of, we had a handful <laughs> of points sort of chalked off through bad offside decisions in yeah. that um, season because Liverpool had a had an offside that was about goal. four yards, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, four yards offside. Milner was offside mm. allowed. You know, we would have finished kind of like five or six points higher, uh, but a couple of sort of crappy decisions. Um, Yes. Um, I mean, you know, the Norwich game, again, you know, sort of one, two nil. Again, look, possibly two nil flatters us a little bit. Um, uh, but, um, you know, it was, uh, um, it was an OK game. Yeah, I think it was a fair reflection, not because we were, we were two goals good, but um, Norwich were particularly poor, it has to be said there. And um, yeah. the... Yeah, I mean, it was again. It was one nil for a long, long while there, and and that that shot that we mentioned that Fabianski tipped onto the post, which looked like it had been sort of edited in from another match completely, so so Mm -hmm. out of context with what Norwich had been doing. But uh, again, you mentioned there was a slight lack of um, intensity. The final ball wasn't there, and and when when it was, the finishing was. Um, not, 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 not to the standards we've become used to, shall we say, over the last couple of years. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was comfortable, but you know, um, on, on a on a better day, it would have been you know a lot more than comfortable um, the way Norwich play. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, and um, you know, to come to the Leeds game at the weekend, that was uh, three games in eight days. And uh, yeah. now you know, Moyes talked about this after the match, and. Um, I, th- I think his main concern was not just simply the the number of games, because in a way we've had to put up with that. You know, uh, teams have to put up with that when they're when when you're you know running in different competitions and so on. It was the way in which the kind of um, the the postponed game had been slotted in there, 
You know, in other words, yeah. so when you're looking at your, you know, uh, Premier League teams, you know, they, they do look carefully at training regimes and, and, and plan for where the fixtures are going to come. And if you suddenly have that game plonked in the middle of those two games against, like, the hardest-running team in the league, yeah. um, you know, I think, I think it was as much the, the, the poor, you know, the kind of randomness of the scheduling and I suppose a little bit of a dig at the way there doesn't seem to have been a lot of clarity and clear set of protocols about these games being postponed or not. No, that's right. Well, I think, um, it, you know, there's, been, there's quite a few, like Burnley's games have not been rescheduled. So they now, they now have like four games in hand over yeah. Spurs. Well, their games haven't been rescheduled. A lot of teams, and ours was immediately rescheduled to about two yeah. weeks after it was supposed to be, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, Can I play a bit of devil's advocate here, though? Sure. Um, neither Burnley nor Spurs have um, at least um, two more European matches coming up. No, that's March. right. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're, they're, they've got um, uh, a bit more leeway with those two clubs because of being being like smaller, minor clubs. Um, they're not in Europe, so they've got three, three evenings coming up in, in March. So um, you might find that um, <clears throat> some of those games are being played around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we did look tired, though, didn't we? I thought um, we we just lacked a bit of snap. You know, I don't think it didn't look like we were dead on our feet, but the passing um, lacked crispness, both from the passer. Often passes were very slightly under hit or very slightly yeah. over hit, mm-hmm. and often the recipient of the pass just didn't seem to have the nous to kind of hang on well, to it, you know? Yeah. I mean, Diop was was uh, roundly blamed on the internet, uh, you know? I mean, you're, you're really just hearing, he is shit, he is hopeless. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I push back against that. He's not, in fact, but, you know, the, we've played three games in eight days, and in the other two, he's pretty good. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so people have very short memories. Uh, but he plays a pass into uh, Vlasic, which leads to the goal. But, um yeah. You know, he was, Giot was blamed for that pass, but, you know, Ian White on match of the day too went, well, it's, just, yeah. it's, quite, it's mean, quite a good pass. It's quite a good pass out of defence. Vlasic mm-hmm. doesn't hang on to it. That's what uh, happens, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's I into think... Vlasic's feet. Vlasic yeah. just gets a shove in the back and, you know, doesn't hang doesn't on to the ball, you know. It. And it's, you know, it's possible the pass was a little overhit by uh, Diop, but we saw a lot of very underhit passes from um, nearly everyone else on the pitch. So, you know, for Diop to hit a pass that kind of reaches its intended target and hits that target on the foot, such as the pass's accuracy, is a little churlish to go, that's a shit pass. Uh, I would yeah. question the wisdom of actually playing it to Vlasic in the first place, though, because, um, you know, Vlasic had somebody, okay, not yeah. right up his backside, but, um, you know, it was clearly that, that it was clear that Vlasic wasn't going to have an awful lot of space by the time the ball got to him. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Vlasic should have done better, but um, it, it probably, you know, it it, it it was an accident waiting to happen. That pass, I think, is. And, yeah. and, well, I, I think sometimes you just have to give the other team a bit of credit. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. And you know, Leeds pressed us like nobody else has virtually this season, mm. and they had a oh, game they, plan, and they, and they yeah. put us under pressure. They won second balls. Um, they finished chances when they came their way, um, you know. I, 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 and, and to be fair, you know, it, it wasn't. We were, you know, when we got back to two all, um, I think a lot of people must have. A lot of people were thinking, well, okay, we can we can get a grip on this now and go on go on and win it. So it wasn't as though uh, some of the reactions that I've read, I agree with you, but both in terms of criticising individual players, although you know Diop has not covered himself in glory in in, in recent mm-hmm. games, but um, uh, it's not just that. It's just that idea that that you know somehow we were absolutely terrible. I don't. Yeah. I don't think we, were. we lost to get a tight game, three two. Had you know yeah. um, a fair number of of, of chances. It, same number of shots on target. I think more or less as them. Maybe a couple less. Um, you know, we uh, and, and we were well beaten on the day. Well, There's no, no question about that. But it wasn't mm. a dreadful. I mean, people think that's a dreadful performance. <laughs> I, I think yeah. we're suddenly turning into. We have very short memories. You know, I yeah, think we've suddenly yeah, grown into this, expecting us to uh, wallop everyone in sight. Or you know, win every game. 
you know, we can all remember go, going to Old Trafford and getting beaten 7 1 or, yeah, or yeah, you know, yeah, Blackburn and losing by 7 or, or even well, with the, the, the Red Up losing yeah. 4 0 three games in a row. You know? Well, the beginnings of the, um, you know, Billich's third season and last yeah. season with us and games at the beginning of the Pellegrini season, you know, just getting whacked for, oh, didn't we lose 4 0 three times in a row? Um, uh, both in Billich's last season. And um, it took Pellegrini a long time for his ideas to sort of, you know, sink in with the players or for his new team of signings to gel, even in that good season. And, and we, you know, were saying about Pellegrini, it was great that he sort of stuck to his... Um, stuck to his plan uh it, eventually it turned out that that was his only plan and <laughs> uh things became very unstuck uh, yeah. uh, but um yeah. you know yeah we were fucking walloped and this was we lost by a narrow margin and had mm. uh you know had bowen headed that ball possibly instead of trying to put it in with his thorax uh we would yeah. have got yeah. a point out of that yeah. game in the, you yeah. know in the dying yeah. seconds so yeah and as i said the goals we scored were good we're good. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, something that um, we, we need a bit of, um, yeah, I think some of our supporters, we've been sport, haven't we, the last couple of years in terms yeah. of results and league positions. And, and, of course, that raises expectations in people who aren't used to it. Now, yeah, the three of us were all, shall we say, uh, people like, say, we're of a certain age. Or How dare about. you? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and, um, so, I mean, I, I've been saying this, even when we you know, going back for the last two years, even when we were um, playing behind closed doors and, you know, we I used to go and do the sort of commentary thing for the, for the website. And, um, you know, at the end of these things, we do a bit of summing up and um, people were saying, oh, well, top four's definitely on the cards. We can definitely... Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. just sort of say, it's I'd say... I just say no. I'm not, I'm not even thinking about it, and, and no. I know it's no. one of the oldest, most hackneyed, horny old football cliches ever. But uh, really, I just sort of look at these games now, and I just sort of genuinely take each game as it comes. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah copyright every, every footballer going. Um, and no, I think you that, made that up, Gordon. That, I think I've never heard that expression <laughs> before. I think you've, but, I think you've coined that, way, that phrase. Yeah, but huh? that way, um, you know, we get to last season, we finish fifth, and I sort of sit there and thinking, great, we finished fifth. You know, when we look at where we yeah. were eighteen months ago. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Right, you know, uh, Definitely, great, great result. Sure, it could have been fourth, but just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But but hang on, that's perspective. That's fifth. Now we're currently in fourth place, and we could have made it a little bit more difficult for Arsenal to catch, stroke, overtake points. But yeah, we're still we're still fourth. We're in the quarterfinals or whatever round. Yeah, it is. And just to uh, yeah, absolutely. um, Just to dig. just to dig down into the game a little bit uh, before we maybe sort of talk about kind of going forwards and where we might end up and also what might happen in the transfer window. Um, you know, we did have a lot of tired legs out there and, uh, you know, the, the obviously three games in eight days was, uh, um, uh, you know, quite a valid, um, you know, explanation for why that was. But uh, for me... Um, there's a question, you know, holding everything up because people, people sort of were talking about the substitutions in the game. And for me, it all resides on a kind of the, a, a, a stage on which is written, what is Kral for? What is Kral for? You know, because we have three games in eight days there's a guy who was bought to be an understudy for Rice and Suchek. Suchek, who is the second of those two players after Rice, who is the first one, Rice and Suchek, he is missing. And the man that was bought to be his kind of under or, or loaned to be his understudy isn't picked. And, um, you know, it seems like David Moyes, um, you know, uh, he likes, he likes Bowen. Obviously everyone likes Bowen. Um, uh, for the uh, breakaway goal um, at the end of, you know, the ball to Antonio, he runs and squares it to uh, um, Bowen, which might be the Leeds Cup game. It was the Cup game, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Fornells' ball out of defence was, was classic Fornells, quick thinking, 
just diverts the course of the ball. So I think he was thinking, yeah, if Pablo's kind of back, he's over his COVID, he's firing, like to put him in. So basically he's four kind of, uh, you know, you've got Lanzini, who he likes now. So you've got Lanzini, Vlasic, he wants to give game time in the absence of Ben Rama. So he plays, he goes, I want to find a way to play all four of them. Oh, I know, Manny had that great game in the middle of the park last year. Uh, I'll do that again. And I think I, it just makes me wonder what the deal is with Kral, I have to say, because I think playing Kral would have pushed Lanzini further up the pitch. You could have maybe started, kept him because he's on a real run of form, not started Vlasic possibly, uh, but had Vlasic mm-hmm. to come off the bench, give it a bit of energy, you know. Um, but if this guy, we've bought this guy, but he can't, you know, he can't play. It seems a, just a, it's, it's absurd to me. Absolutely absurd, absurd. It means that we don't have a squad. We have 11 players and we just move one of them to the position that is vacated by someone who's got COVID. That's just not how, that's not really how it works. Um, I t- totally agree, really, with all that. It makes no sense. And if he's not going to play, and if you can end the loan, might as well end the loan and get someone else in who is going to play in that position. Because... Yeah. Um, on, on, on in well in retrospect, I mean, it looks now like a on 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 um, Sunday's game a, a real tactical error because yeah. we just needed to compete with them physically. Uh, you know, Kral. Yeah. Um, what, what I've seen of him is he's a little bit headless chickeny, but he but he's actually got got a good engine and he runs around, and he breaks things up, and he gets in people's faces, and that's exactly what I felt. We needed yeah. really. They weren't going to let us play football. They really targeted the fullbacks and Lanzini. They really gave yeah. um, those ball playing players no space to work with at all. Um, and I thought, you know, you can add to that tactically. Um, you can add. To, I thought the substitutions were a bit odd as well. When they, you know, I, I felt Fornells actually got a grip on the game in the second half, and after he scored, was probably our best player in the in the second yeah. half. That's from Rice. Um, and so that 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 didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me uh, um, taking him off, um, uh, you know. And and if ever there was a game that's like not really for Yarmolenko, it's against the kind of all action, high intensity leads, isn't it? I mean, yes. Gordon, do Gordon, do we we were sort of speculating that that I mean, you know, that there's some maybe appearance related. You know, there, issue there is, with what for Kral, yeah. There mm. is a bit, there's a lot of speculation about that now. Uh, yeah, obviously, nobody genuinely knows outside the club whether or not that's the case. But the, th- the thing is with, with David Moore is that, um, yeah, I mean, well, firstly, and and it's something to say a lot about, um, when people are um clamoring for player X or player Y to be brought in, we don't see these guys every day like, no. like David Moyes does. David was also has a um, sort of a history, if you like, of um, if he doesn't like what he sees in training, he won't bring players in. He won't pick them. Um, yeah. Ben Rama went through a spell, and to a certain degree, is still going through a spell where Moyes picks and chooses the games where he starts him. Um, yeah, because I, I think partly because I don't think. He's totally convinced by Ben Rama, and partly there's also the the sort of background to the Ben Rama transfer, um, where it's widely accepted that he's um, more of a Sullivan purchase than a Moyes one, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now with with Kral, um, I think if Moyes genuinely thought he could do a job, he'd be playing, um, irrespective of whether or not the number of appearances um, have any sort of bearing on what our uh, uh, our position is um, the, regarding buying him. Regarding uh, buying him, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I think one thing we've learned over the last so many years, two or three years, or whatever, since, particularly since Moyes came back, he's very, very much his own man when it comes to yeah, yeah, recruitment. Yeah. We didn't get a striker in last season after Haller went because, uh, although, and it's rumoured that Sullivan was banding around names left, right, and centre. Um, Moyes didn't like any of them and would rather not have had one than have somebody in 
that he didn't yeah. think would do a job or didn't yes, he, I, I mean he said that publicly. He said yeah. it. I think so, he said yeah. it. You know, yeah. in 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 the press in this window, said uh, you know I'd, I'd I'd rather not have someone I don't want. You know, it, yeah. it's really weird, isn't it? Because in any other circumstances, you would have said somebody bringing on a seventeen-year-old to play up front in <laughs> yeah, the last yeah. time it would be like, oh, the manager's making a statement to the board. You know, oh, look, look what I've got. I've got to bring a 17-year-old on. And and yet, of course, actually, it seems the issue in terms of not buying the the, uh, the striker is 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 purely Moise's you know, Moise's choice. And and uh, not that he not, doesn't want to buy one, but he, he's not going to buy, as it were, what he sees as being the wrong one or a stopgap or, you know. And I get the... Um, I get the strategy, and I think the strategy on the whole is right, and it's one where we've we've fallen foul of of kind of um, crowd pleasing signings that aren't really strategically thought about in relation to how the football club should be developing. Mm. So at least you feel that that's right. But on the other hand, yeah, you do sense a bit of a stubbornness and a bit of yeah, it is kind well, of perhaps biting us on the arse a bit in games like that, where you think, well, hang on a minute, you've got as you say. You've got your all-action supposed cover for the uh, all-action midfielder who's out. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yet you don't play him, um, and uh, uh, you know, and and then you're you're also sort of saying well, you're you're saying oh we've got too many you know we're tired because we've got too many games, but you're the one that's not not. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, he is uh, absolutely his own man, and those that those you know, they're, they're combined with you know caution regarding incoming players, caution regarding even buying them, let alone playing them. You do have his great affection for the ones that he likes. Where you know there have been games this season where you're going, this is a good game to throw Kral in, but he plays Noble because. He's seen loads of Noble and he really likes him and he's the captain and thinks that he's a good presence on the field and he literally brought him onto the pitch to kick the ball once in a game in recent yeah. memory. You know, <laughs> that's how much he likes him. Yeah. He brought him on to kick a ball once. Um, and, uh, you know, Noble is a good player. I'm not saying he's not. But, um, but you know, he, he again, you know, like I think that was part of his thinking on Sunday is that he really likes Bowen... Vlasic, Fornaus and Lanzini. So he thinks, oh, I'll, I'll play them all. I'll just make Manny have to sit deeper. And it sort of was not, you know, the, the slight um, uh, adjustment, slight wiggle to the team formation that was affected after the substitutions that pushed uh, Lanzini forward a bit more. Suddenly he looked a bit more like the number yeah, 10 he did. that he's got on he, his he shirt. Was, you yeah, know, he played yeah. his best football in the last bit of that game. Because yeah. he'd had a, he'd had a poor game up to then. Because yeah. what he ended up with was, um, you know, Lanzini is clearly not Suchek, and um, mm. uh, and he's, yeah, oh, I would say he's not capable of doing that job, but he's certainly not as good as, as Suchek at doing that job. No. Um, which is generally to allow Rice to pick up the ball deep and bring forward and spray the passes around, or to blaze forward on his own sort of thing. Now, yeah. we ended up with Rice having to do both jobs, really. He was yeah. having to do that sort of defensive breakdown role that Suchek would normally be um, charged with. Um, and then when he got the ball, he was having to then sort of push forward, bomb forward to um, yeah. start, the, start the attacks. And, you know, that's 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 putting too much on Declan. I mean, Declan's you know, one. Yeah, player, yeah. No, but it's... And, and I, I thought we had, out of our, out of our team, as usual, I... I uh, I thought we had a, a de- yeah, decent game. Was certainly the yeah, very good game. Yeah. The worst of our players, if, if, if nothing else. But, you know, you, you, there's only so much you can put on his plate like that. And, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess, I mean, obviously Suchek was out. And we're talking, why didn't he play Kral? I'm guessing if Noble had been fit and available, is it? I think it's a knee with Noble that's been... Playing. Is it? I thought I he had... Oh, right. I uh, yeah, I, I, well, I've... I, I mean, um, Stitchek was definitely COVID, but I thought yeah. Noble was a knee injury, but he may have both, as I know. But um, I think Noble would have started that game had he been fit, which and is, I, which is I, clear I, then that, that we get back to the point is, well, why no Crowell? And yeah. clearly the answer's got to be, well... Um, I, I'm not sure it would have helped. I'm not, uh, uh, you know, Gordon, having Noble there, because I think, you know, we we, we all breathe such size of... of, of of relief and joy when Suchek came into the side and we realised what he was. 
Yeah. Because exactly because for for a long while we said uh, uh, we get out muscled, outpaced, mm. you know, out competed in 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 central midfield. Um, you know, yeah. a, a lot has been made of the central defenders, and I think you know the whole point is if you're going to play as as some you know as we've been saying, you're going to play a run of games with your third and fourth choice yeah. centre half pairing. You are going to yeah. need some goal. You know, you know, you, know, you can't. You can't, we are not as a club, we can't sustain um, four centre-backs of the quality of Zuma and Old Bonner, um, you know, and we've been unlucky with those, with, with those injuries. Um, but we were also out for in midfield and our, and our wipe, our full-backs were, were pegged back. That, yeah, that's why absolutely. A lot of the yeah. time, oh, yeah. centre-halves had to carry the ball out of defence, didn't they, on... On Sunday, because yes, there was that's right. nothing available for them. I there mean, was a season. There was a season. It might be, you know, one of the Allardyce seasons, or possibly the Billet season, maybe in the Pellegrini one, where we were playing badly. And in a slight sort of FIFA Football Manager computer game way, people were sort of blaming the central defenders for the fact that we were leaking goals. And it was the fact that we had um, just not quick or good enough midfielders and also at that time I don't think we were very strong in the fullback department and you know it's funny how much tacit defending that you don't really see your fullbacks do especially if the other team is going to attack you down the flanks Mm. um and uh also you know just protection from uh your midfielders keeping the opposition busy as much as anything, you know, with, with your attacking play. You know, if, we're, if you set, to, set your stall out to soak it up and hit them on the break, which we have done, which Moyes sort of deployed to first keep us up, and then it became quite an effective tactic. Um, your soaker-uppers have got to be really good, and one of them has to be at least of the quality of Ogbonna. Mm. Yeah, I mean, all that being said, and, and yeah, we've said... He, he, uh, people have been slagging him, and um, but I did think um, Diop had a particularly poor game at the weekend. Um, if you yeah. know, just when I when I when I sort, no, of, he did. sort he of when I finally sort of got around to watching match of the day too, um, the number of times I mean, not just yeah, sort of the the obvious things that that, that he did, but number of times where um, we'd lose a ball and he'd stand there watching. And then there was sort of like a, a sort of a second or so, a half second delay, like he was watching. And then he, he sort of realised he was actually playing in that game and needed to, um, you know, he was. He, I think you know, I've sort of had a little, you know, little tiny exchange, not even a spat really, or an argument, but just a sort of disagreement. I think it was on the KUMB sort of Facebook page because I. I was saying, you know, but there are good, you know, people just, he's shit, he's shit. And there are lots of games where he's very good. And there have been ones this season where he's very good. And he was, you know, yeah, an ever-present I mean, in our 10th place finish but, under but, Pellegrini. You don't finish 10th yeah. if, like, you know, one of your oh, central defenders is absolutely he's, shit. He's gone backwards over the last season or two. But here's what he is. He's our, what, fourth choice, um, yeah, central defender, really. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, I, I, he's not going to hit the heights of that that first season he had with us. Um, be, be, I mean, we, we, much as we'd love him to, he that I think that first season he had with us was kind of um, more the exception than the rule, and and we're seeing his, the, the sort of level that we've got. And it's not a sort of I'm not dissing him personally or anything like that. I'm just saying that that's the level he's at, and with, with all. All, all our defenders fit and available, um, you know, it would be Zuma and Ogbonna. And if one of those falls out, then you bring in Dawson next. And it affects Dawson because um, Dawson looks so much better when he's got somebody of Zuma or Ogbonna's class alongside yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, um, a senior, he's a senior in terms of age, but not necessarily a senior in terms yeah. of, you, um, know, um, just, you know, experience or talent. And, and when you're playing at the back, I mean, if you're Dawson, you've got Zuma next to you, or you've got Ogbonna next to you, you're going to have a lot more sort of confidence and in in what they do and in what you do. Now, yeah. if you're playing against Diop, who's not having the greatest of seasons, and um, and, and it, it's going to mentally play on you, isn't it? Because you're 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 not going to be 100 percent happy with the guy you're yeah. playing against. So you're kind of watching out for him as well as trying to do your own job. Well, yeah. You know, again, in this sort of little Facebook argument, somebody said, you know, I would, uh, I would rather have, you know, and there was, they were conceding that, 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 that 
Diop has had some good games, but they were saying, you know, I would, I, I would always take a throw my body in front of the ball clogger every time over, um, you know, a player that actually, you know, does run the ball out and sort of can pick out a pass. And uh, I don't, I, I disagree with that. I think you'll, you know, if often those, you know, Richard Dunn, James Collins, they're not quick enough. They're not quick enough for the top you, half you of the Premier League. They're just not. You though. can't have. Yeah. You know. That's uh, your ideal combination. Is some is is a footballer alongside a your your, um, your your throwback, if you like, for want of a better phrase. Yeah. I mean, so Dawson with Ogbonna, Dawson um, with Zuma, um, uh, but ideally Zuma and um, Ogbonna together because between them they've got that sort of um, that ideal combination. They're, they're kind of almost half and half themselves. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, whereas Dawson's more your more your sort of throwback, and, and Diop is 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 a footballer, but le- le- less so and less and inspires less confidence than than the other two would. So, I mean, I'm, yeah. as I say, I mean, it, it, he has had a few good games. Just saying, I'm, said I'm, good I'm, games, good yeah. games. But, but uh, he has still, yeah, he has. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think with him, there's always that that sort of suspicion that 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 yeah, I've, I've mentioned it before, an accident waiting to happen somewhere along the line. Whereas, yeah. don't quite yeah. get that expectation. I wonder why that is. Or, I wonder why it is. Yeah. I wonder why he can't. Well, I wonder why he can't remain consistent. No, he, he has lacked consistency, and he hasn't. I agreed, uh, uh, Gordon. He hasn't developed perhaps in a way having signed him as a kind of young, clearly a bit of a leader because he was captain at Toulouse uh, yeah. when, when, when we signed him. You know, he hasn't quite developed the way the way we would have hoped and uh, expected, especially with, you know, kind of Moyes' much, much touted sort of coaching uh, abilities. But I do think football fans tend to be very, very kind of binary about their yeah. views. Yeah, I mean, players, And they also, they also, you know, the, the kind of the, the, the gun turret of negative opinion tends to kind of sort of revolve and then fixate, doesn't it? I mean, it wasn't yeah. that long ago that Cresswell was the shittest player who was hopeless, his career <laughs> yeah. was over. And actually, of course, he has, uh, you know, uh, undergone a bit of a renaissance. However, he didn't ha- he didn't cover himself in oh, glory no. for the weekend. He no. was totally at fault for their um, goal from the corner. Ball watching, yeah. Yeah. didn't notice the guy coming, Bill Harrison coming behind him. And, you know, he's been at fault for that in his career. But I suppose all players make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, defenders... And goalkeepers, obviously, you know their mistakes very often, um, you know, are, are are more costly because they, they you know lead to goals and they and, and they get analysed over and over again. Um, but nevertheless, I think the, uh, for me the bigger concern is I, I thought it was a bad day at the office for Moyes on Sunday, tactically and in terms of um, you know, and I'm, I'm not sure his I get his point about the eight, uh, the, the three games in eight days, but it kind of won't wash if you're the one that's not you know, bringing in the, the kind of reinforcements, you, fresher, you, legs. You, you, fresher legs that you, that you need. And we have to do something in central, but we, we, you know, we've got, we're on the, we're on the brink of potentially exciting things this season. It's a yeah. moment where that you have to seize, it seems to me, whether or not that means, you know, really going balls out for, for, for the right kind of loan, even if you're not certain about, um, you know, long-term signings, but, you know, Ogbonna, out for the season, thirty-four. Uh, yeah. up, you know, we should have been. We should have been actively looking for his potential replacement or a potential replacement mm-hmm. to play this season. Not, not. It's, it's all very well saying we're building a club and we're looking to the future. But we've got a chance of, of progressing deep into a European competition. We've got. We're in the FA Cup with a good draw in the in in the in the, in the uh, fourth round. So a real yeah. real chance of perhaps getting with, with with the luck of the draw going deep in the FA Cup. We're yeah. in fourth place in the league uh, yeah. with other teams potentially well, kind of yeah. you know stuttering around us. Yeah. Now well, it's time to get to yeah. bring players in. You know. Well, to that end, Gordon is in you know in um uh the the KO, KUMB universe is there any sort of talk or rumors going around about potential transfer activity i mean it's very often that we do do our business quite late in the day and obviously yeah. people don't have much patience and uh um 
start posting on social media as if we're not going to buy anyone because we haven't bought anyone that day. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, um, I don't expect that to be the case this time around because it never is. Uh, yeah. We never, you know, never go through a window without buying anyone. Um, <laughs> unless we there, there was one fairly recently where we did that but uh, it's because we had spent a lot of money previously um yes any rumors well nothing concrete um i, I mean it's it, it's i find actually the silence um on, on transfer stuff kind of almost refreshing to be honest because yeah. um, like there's that. a there's a lot of uh, obviously there'll be a lot of background noise amongst supporters and yeah we're all um concerned but um uh, it's not that long ago we'd be we'd be hearing from um, uh, either from Sullivan directly or from um, tame uh, reporters who would who would be sort of linking us with um, various players of various statures only yeah. to find only to find that our bid consisted of um, you know, trying to buy a thirty million pound player um, getting him on loan for for. For for five million pounds with an option to buy, when yeah. uh, when when you know trying to get stuff done on the cheap. Now that may still be happening in the background, but at least it's um, you know that we're keeping our powder dry, and um, I, I'm I'm quite happy with that because I don't want to hear yes. about stuff until because partly because it means that we're being professional about these things and um, uh, you know, sort of days of um, Sullivan making public statements about. Um, potential targets fitness and not signing them because they've got a dodgy knee or something. And, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, Charlie Austin's still playing now, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that, that, that prediction went well. Um, but, um, you, you know, the, the days of that and days of upsetting other clubs by um, mentioning this sort of thing in your newspaper column, hopefully that the lessons have finally been learnt on that, that front. Yes. Yes. Um, now, yeah, I mean, alternative. I mean, of course, what happens is that this happens, and and people aren't thinking this through and are thinking we're not doing anything. Now, I'd be very surprised if we're not making sensible inquiries here and there. But of course, if we're not hearing about it in in some parts of the universe, that that's um, conclusive proof that we're not actually doing anything, which is clearly yeah. wrong. So yeah. I, I'm not hearing anything. I'm quite I'm quite happy about that. Just for once in my life. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we need something though, don't I we? I mean, there are a, there are a number of players we've been linked to, and and if I can sort of plug the website just just for a little bit, um, mm, mm. we've got a couple of guys, Callum Goodall and Jack Elderton, who um, are looking at players who either we've been linked with or um, might be on the radar, and they they do a marvelous analytical piece um, every day or two, um, looking at these players. It looks as less get properly analyzes their strengths and weaknesses suggests why they might be um might a good fit or might not be a good fit and um if anybody's is looking at it, it's well worth the read yes even, yeah. I mean, even if i mean some of the players we link with some somewhere not but if we end up not signing any of them it's a damn good read just to find out what yeah yeah like and it's yeah it's it's a sensible intelligent read and um yeah I'll, Yes, I've looked at a couple. It's it's um it's on the KUMB Facebook page as well, isn't yeah, it? Or yeah. the link they to the website. Link, yeah, Graham yeah. links to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's um no, it is good. I've read a few of those, and it, you know, as someone that doesn't sort of, uh, I don't even have Sky, so I don't see a lot of European football. I don't know who anyone is, uh, especially you know players that aren't in the top couple of divisions of uh, our league. So it's good yeah. to hear sort of That's insight part on of some the problem, of isn't it? That that. People, yeah, you know, with with Sky, and you can watch. You know, I, I could sit and watch football seven days a week if I wasn't particularly fussed about what league it was in and where you know, mm. it was coming from. And Spain, Italy, you know, Netherlands, I suspect, depending on what channels. Um, but suddenly, everybody. Um, I mean, <laughs> we're probably doing ourselves down here because we're sitting talking about it. But everyone's an expert all of a sudden on. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Hertz Van Rental who plays for Ajax, and uh, yeah. <laughs> you know it, it's um, uh, you know it's, suddenly everybody's got an opinion. Where yeah, they, I mean yeah, back 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 when we were probably the age of some of the the, the members on KOMB, um, yeah, the first we'd know about good old Hertz was when we'd read about the fact we're signing him in the paper because we wouldn't yeah. see him, nobody would have seen him on the box or 
Um, no, that's right. Everything else. So, yeah, it's it's just, I guess, sign I mean, of the times. Yeah, I mean, Moyes, Moyes has earned a lot of, you know, he's got credit in the bank because some of the signing, you know, and, and it's clear that the, that the signings are being made, not just now, just on the basis of, you know, being initially crowd crowd pleasing, or whatever. That, that, that there's that there's a bit of background done onto their kind of attitude, mm-hmm. wanting to play for the club, having the right approach. You know, it was very, very, very clear. You know, Alair and Anderson were good footballers, right? They weren't they weren't mm-hmm. bad footballers, and they're both going they, well now. They yeah and yeah in in a different context, but they just didn't fit the mold, did they? they didn't fit they, the they way weren't right for Moises, us at that time. They weren't, they weren't no. going to be prepared to, to to sign up to Moyes' team mm. ethic, um, and and we've seen that 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 togetherness and the fact they work as a team, you know, um, gets them a long way in games. You know, it's still yeah. the case that they, that the Arsenal game is the only game we've lost by more than one goal in donkeys' ages now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, you know, links back to what we were saying about you know uh, what do we call a bad performance now? Is a game we lose a tight a game <laughs> where we're a bit yeah. out tacticked three yeah. two? You know, um, yeah. Uh, I just, I yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm putting my trust in him. I'm not I'm not going to go on a, a complete rant now. If if if, uh, if we're no better off come the end of the window, then I think I I, I think we'll look back and say what well, this really was. Another another one of those occasions that have been so many in the past, where we look as though we're on the verge of building something, uh, and then it somehow doesn't get doesn't get invested in it, doesn't get taken forward or some yeah, bad yeah. choices get made. You know, I just I feel that Moyes has broken so many of the molds that we, <laughs> but we still have the, those kind of old West Ham fan jitters, don't we? About yeah, times yeah, yeah. when we think we're on that- the brink. You know, and, on that and, point, Jim, um, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd be very wary of judging any manager, to be honest, on what they do in the winter window. Um, yeah, yeah. By, by, almost by definition, during a winter window, you're kind of trying to sort of fill gaps, usually because of injury or, or loss of form. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at Newcastle. Um, yeah, they're the you know, richest club in the planet oh, or whatever. Well, that's and, desperation. That's, and, that's and, the kind and of they're thing. And they're spending, was it... 20, 30 million, what it was on Christmas. Oh, a 30-year-old thir- yeah. journeyman. Okay, he's an yeah. international, but New Zealand. Um, yeah. you know, okay, he always scores against us. <laughs> what seems yeah. to be. But, um, you know, that that's that that's paying for it because, yeah, obviously, okay, he had a... Um, I mean, Burnley had no options because he had a release clause and Newcastle mm-hmm. won, but, you know, d- did the digging around and found out about it. And, of course, Wood's not going to turn down a big move to uh, up there. No. Yeah, um, my my only counter to you, Gordon, was would be to say uh, two two January windows ago, Suchek and Bowen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last um, January window, Lingard on loan. So yes. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he did well on that, but um, and and that was a fantastic January window. But um, it's kind of that's that that window was kind of the exception, wasn't it? To to the usual rule where you're. Your, yeah, your yeah. No, up. I mean, I take I, your point generally. Clearly, those those two I mean, it, players, the Czech it, it, guys, were, were, were on the on the radar for quite yeah, some time. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's three windows, but I mean, it's not, yeah. I, again, I mean, I think, you know, you, you also contained within your point, Gordon, is that that window is very difficult because there's yes. often pl- pressure attached to it. So Moyes' response to it was very pragmatic and good. Suchek and yeah. Bowen transformed a team that was, absolutely nailed on for relegation um Jao Mario was a good uh yeah. acquisition because he was an attacker he's a sort of attacking midfielder uh with good ball skill that the that I think Moyes felt would link up well with Arnautovic and was right and uh, then Lingard was was what was great about that is that we you sort of if you do start to get sort of remotely lofty ambitions, you have to think of your second half of your season as as a sustaining of the push you're making rather than, you know, it's not survival anymore. It's 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 keeping, yeah. uh, you know, it's moving forward in order to keep still. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and Lingard was absolutely that. He kept oh. all his sort of, you know, the rival players for his position on their toes by going, right, you're going to play every week, Jay Lings. You're going to play every week. And, and, and whoever you're keeping out the sides just got to work harder and maybe they'll come off the bench. And um, 
you know, players that can make a bit of kind of, you know, psychological difference to the team in the second half of a very long, you know, grueling season are, are important. And, uh, you know, he was just a fantastic purchase for that you know, for that reason. Um, and that's what we need here. You know, the, the fatigue of the weekend, yeah. I think, sort of showed yeah. that we sort of need something to bring in a bit of energy just to, you know, yeah. get a bit... But, but, but you're right, it is difficult. And it was a bit of serendipity with Je- Lingard, wasn't it? The, the kind of stars yeah. aligned, didn't they? He, had, yeah. he was getting a chance under a, a duff manager at, at Manchester United. He was desperate to get back in the... Uh, and had a chance of getting back in the England squad. England team, yeah. Clearly, they'd done the research and then he knew he'd kept himself fit, um, knew a bit of Moyes. You know, it was just, it all kind of came together that, didn't it? And I, I accept that, obviously, it is much harder to do effective business in the in the January window. Um, you know, I just, I, you just have to trust that they are, that they are working, you know, behind the scenes and that yeah. hopefully a couple of, it doesn't need, I think, necessarily, that, that, that window proves it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, armies of legs to come in. It, no. it just, to be the a, you know a few key players in position that just make you that little bit better in games yeah. that tight games that you don't lose three two you end up winning you know yeah yeah, yeah. Lingard was a double sort of bonus wasn't it because firstly oh, yeah. he, he signed and then hit the ground running I think yeah. was it mm-hmm. his debut it was one of his early games and he scored twice yeah in, in that I think it was his first game so so yeah I think that was his first game so. Firstly, yeah. you've got a player who was playing really, really well anyway. So that's obviously... Yeah. But you got the boost, that the sort of more general boost that it gave the club. Yeah. That, that yeah, suddenly yeah. there was something that sort of reignited a spark that, that had been, um, yeah. you know... Absolutely. It, it gave you a boost at a time when legs are tired, when, when you're sort of um, struggling <laughs> through the next wet <laughs> wet winter game somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly this guy comes in and he's full of enthusiasm and, and the whole team gets a lift from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should probably uh, think about wrapping this up fairly soon. And uh, our next game is going to be at the weekend, isn't it, at Manchester yeah. United? Yeah. Uh, Jim, you're going, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, we should maybe move straight on to predictions. I mean, they're, um, you know, they're uh, not the happiest ship at the moment. But then again, you know, we, um, we're often unlucky against them. Uh, you know, they're a little bit of a bogey team, which, you know, they're Manchester United after all. And there's, there's in, you know, the, in the great scheme of things, they should be quite a lot of teams, bogey teams. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to suppress slightly optimistic feelings about getting something out of this. And I, um, I, I agree. They're, they're a little bit, not necessarily in disarray as such, but I think they're in a, they're in a kind of weird moment of, of, of not quite knowing what they are and, and what they're trying to do. There's been such a kind of cultural mm. shift in terms of the manager coming in, rumours of sort of discontent. Their body language, when you see them, you know... Yeah. Uh, I mean, Villa, I watched most of that game against Villa in which Villa absolutely played them off the park for much of that game. Um, and we're a bit very unlucky actually not to not not to get a win, um, and and a lot of their players looked really you know um, you know Rashford looks really kind of hangdog at the moment really mm, kind of mm. down yeah uh, he's five as usual himself um, clearly there's problems with Martial you know you always knew that Ronaldo was the kind of Galactico shirt sales signing that wasn't necessarily going to click in terms of how a team functions so. You know, Shaw seems to have lost a bit of form. So, you know, it is the right time to play them. Mm, um, mm. Uh, it's, you know, just how often do we say, you know, if yeah. you're in that sort of situation, what you need to do is play West Ham. Hopefully it's not that West Ham anymore. No. Um, and I, I, fancy think... us, I fancy us, to, I think we're going to win it. I think 2-1. Oh, that's good. 2-1. Excellent. Gordon, yeah. what do you think? Um, I'm optimistic as well. Oh, um, good. For, for, for slightly, um, almost the opposite reason for Jim, because you're saying, oh, I hope we're not that old West Ham that, that we used to be. But that old West Ham, on occasion, would go and do something silly like lose 3-2 at home to Leeds, then have Man United the following week and go up and win. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, so if there's one little sort of um, kind of... T- not tradition as such, but one sort of harping back to the past that that, that I'd, I'd, I'd use utilise on this occasion. Mm. Um, a win, 
I don't know. Um, but I certainly think we, we, can, we can get at least the draw. I actually think we, we can probably win like Jim, but I'll be a bit more cautious and I'll say two all draw. If you want two all. Yeah. Um, right. Those are two of the ones that I was going to have. So I will go for Manchester United 1, West Ham United 3. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I mean, we've, uh, we, the times we've had players on, on the podcast, uh, um, they've, you know, mentioned sometimes because we've asked them a little bit because once you've got a footballer, it's quite interesting to see if they've got any sort of real insight into what's happening on the training ground. I remember um, uh, when we had Jabo Ibire uh, on the podcast, or maybe we went, yeah. just when we went to see West Ham, he sort of said, yeah, he's been in teams where, um, the players are basically saying, yes, I will do what you tell me to do, Mr. Manager, but they, they, don't, they don't really have faith in that. They don't mean it. They go, yep, I'll go out, I'll do exactly what you want me to. And they almost want to kind of, a bit like when Sam Allardyce played a 4-4-2 in the hope that we'd lose it so that he could say 4-4-2 doesn't work. You get players going, yes, I will do what you tell me to do. I will do exactly what you told me to do. And they slightly hope that it won't work. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they don't seem to really, from what you're hearing, they're not on board with his, you know, his sort of training regime and his 4-2-2-2 lineup and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, that kind of mental fragility is something that maybe we can expose, you know. Hope so. Like, like to see Bowen and Antonio giving their defence torrid time. Yeah. 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 Right, that, well, it's those... going to be fun trying to see... Uh, I've just spotted our referee for this one. is Jonathan Moss, who um, just... The, the thought of him trying to sort of keep up with, with stuff if it's end-to-end is, is um, rather amusing anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Oh, well... Okay, well, that's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time. Uh, um, so quite a positive uh, positive ending uh, with our uh, predictions from Manu. Um, yes, my name is Phil Whelan. Uh, with me have been Jim Grant. Here we are. And Gordon Thrower. Thanks for having me. Come on, you iron. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.